You know what would be cool? Angels with Uzis. That's what the 13-year-old boy who wrote Legion thought. Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I am Elliot Kalin. Two in a row, guys. Yeah. Ooh. Two in a row with a, all of us. It's a good run. Oh, man. So, uh... And I am beat. Well, let's call it a day, yeah. huh? Well, I'm getting pretty old. Speaking of which... What, it's your birthday? Somebody's like birthday is coming birthday up. birthday this Saturday. That's pretty yeah. sneaky the way you dropped that one in there. Yeah. I don't see any gifts in you guys' hands. I don't... Um, I, mean, I don't know whether they're... Well, I... You know, I'm in your pocket. I don't. Uh... I prefer to give the gift of, re- of friendship. Mm, it's yeah. the gift that keeps on giving as I mean, long as I decide I, to. We're all getting older. I thought like just showing up was a gift. Yeah, we're kind of at the age where presents are kind of mm. phased out. I see. Yeah. So you believe that just you know every every day is a gift. Yeah, really. Like every day that we're alive and demons aren't killing our babies is a gift. Yeah, right? okay. every day we're not barricaded in a diner. With an angel fighting other I don't angels. Understand every, this, uh, every day we don't have to watch simile. This the metaphor movie Legion, <laughs> Legion is a gift. Oh, okay. Gift given to so us by today. the Lord above. Today was today was not a gift. <laughs> no, no, today was bad. I mean, it had its moments but before it, I got here. Obviously, it was a gift, was, but it was a bad gift. Mm. You know, it like was like some, the movie The Gift? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, the movie The Gift gave us the gift of Katie Holmes' breasts back when she was not yeah, crazy. Well, I'll return that if the receipt's still around. Yeah. But, no, it, I'd rather have I mean, it's gift. not like Terry Hatcher's breasts I mean, in whoa, Heaven's whoa, whoa, Prisoners. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yikes, yeah. Which are like two, Returned two sunny side eggs. It's not, like the, it's not like the movie The Gift. <laughs> two sunny side eggs. No, no, I'd rather have like the movie The Gift aged with. Uh, no, Katie no. Holmes. Yeah, because so Katie now... Holmes is now an ancient hag. <laughs> no, but she's like a crazy, like, uh, no, you know, she's I mean, Tom Cruise's I would, crazy I'd rather return, woman. see if I can exchange it for the gift of, like, Scarlett Johansson's boobs. Ah, that's a real trade-up. That's, uh... Well, I'll pay the difference. <laughs> okay. I have a gift certificate. Hollywood? To is... Celebrity Boobs. <laughs> is that how you work? If it is, give is us a call. Is that a website, Celebrity Boobs? I assume it has oh, to no, be. Oh, Mr. Skin. <laughs> <laughs> Sound nothing alike, but I'm sure they do the same thing. We have almost yeah. immediately derailed this into. The you were the one who brought up your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I checked, this wasn't a birthday podcast. <laughs> wasn't a podcast where we talked about how yeah, old we were that's getting. Se- that's the segue nicely into Legion. And Not then, anymore. <laughs> and then I went into breasts. So, what are you doing for your birthday? Well, um, if I'm going I if to I was New York 13, City Brew Fest actually. <laughs> Wait, really? On Governor's Island. Oh yeah. wow. Wait, I thought we were we were hanging out. No, there's a party. When? At the Brewfest? <laughs> no, it's later on. Oh, okay. It's after the Brewfest. This is an ill-conceived notion. I'm and then what sure are you doing after? What are I'm we sure doing? that I will be tired and, and angry by the time I show up oh, at my own party. Oh, just the way I like hanging Wait, out are you going to post this before your birthday? Because mm. if so, we can do a movie minute. No, we can't. Yeah, I was just going to say, because we could promote your birthday party and ha- see uh, fans see which local it. fans might want to show up no, to. I don't want to do that. Oh, that'd be weird. Oh, wow. Too good to hang out with your fans, Yeah, what huh? the fuck, dude? No wonder you don't have a hook. Elliot and I no all talk to No wonder people don't like you. Yeah. I'd love to hang out with Flophouse. Yeah, I'd love to talk to some Flophouse mm-hmm. fans. Yeah. We could talk about who their favorite flopper is. Yes. Hint. 
<laughs> wink. Wink. Know wink. what I mean? I, you know, I, I know you can narrow it down to two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since one of you, one of one of us hates you, so <laughs> yeah. And his name is Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> Flophouse fans like it when things are simple and clear. Yeah. Wait, I, now I think you're the one insulting them. But no anyway, way! We watched a movie called Legion. Legion. Um, Legion. It starred Paul Bettany. Starred in a loose sense. Because <laughs> he didn't really do he that much. He didn't do much and was not necessary for much of the movie. Didn't act a lot. Yeah. Stood around. Mm-hmm. Shot a bunch <laughs> of guns. <laughs> Shot machine guns one-handed. Uh, it's a movie about uh, religion. Oh, <laughs> yes. This was a religious drama. Much like many, much of Ingmar Bergman's work. Yeah, it was um, a real uh, think piece. So it's it star it starred uh, it starred Paul Bettany. It also has um Charles S. Dutton. You might know him TV's as TV's Rock. Rock. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You might know him um, as the guy from Mimic. You might also know a little Dennis Quaid. <laughs> a little Dennis Quaid. <laughs> yeah, Dennis Quaid. Little Dennis Quaid is the kid version of Dennis Quaid who's on Noggin. <laughs> uh uh Doug Jones. The fabulous baker uh, kid. Jones is a minor character. Uh, <laughs> the girl from Friday Night Lights, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adrian Padalecki. That's her name. From Friday Yeah, Friday Night Lights. What's that what's that? Polish? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not her father. If if this was the thirties in Hollywood, she would have been named like Adrian Pedals, you know. Yeah. Yeah, she played. She played Tyra Collette on Friday Much Night. Much better Lights. on Friday Night Lights, I gotta tell yeah. you. But then she wasn't pregnant on Friday Night Lights. Ka- and there are a lot of TV stars in this. Kate Walsh from TV's Grey's Anatomy slash Private Practice. Okay, was in it. Yeah, and also um, well, Rock. Wait, isn't what, Will, Willa Holland from TV's The OC was uh, Kate Walsh's daughter? Wow, you really know a lot more about TV than I do. Yeah, you do. You should write. You should do a TV podcast instead of this one. Yeah, you seem to. It love might be television. better. Uh, okay, well, I called... guess I would have to fire you two since you don't know anything. What? About well, I mean, I could, I could show up and get drunk. I don't know anything about movies. <laughs> I don't know anything about comedy. Okay, that's fair enough. I, w- I Everybody gets quiet and looks know. at me awkwardly. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> like, what is he doing? There's here? some dead weight we're carrying. Well, around. the reason I'm here is because I. You are wearing an impressive muscle tee right now. Sure, an Italian tee? Yeah, it says face on the front. That's true. And chill on the back. You apparently starred in the A-Team remake, and we didn't know about it. Uh, Didn't didn't A-Team remake? Is it a TV program? (laughs) A-Team adaptation. Okay. Oh, it's a feature film. Sure. Who's who's in it? Uh, B.A. Baracus, Face, Hannibal... Uh, and uh, Murdoch. So the the characters from the original A Team series were in <laughs> yes. the. They played themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice to know. Except for I was implying that you played Face. Let's see. Okay, so I was Face. So we watched a movie called Legion. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Elliot, why don't you explain this movie because we're talking in circles. All right, our main hero character, Paul Bettany, is like an, a Moebius strip. Is the Archangel Michael, who I believe is an Archangel. He appears in L.A. Slashes his wings off and his halo comes off. Like in Terminator. It's based, This movie is basically Terminator, <laughs> but with angels instead of robots. Uh, he appears, then he gets a bunch of guns, and it turns out he's going to a roadside diner where a collection of characters who have, let's just say, unhappy pasts have been assembled. A roadside diner in a non-town called Paradise, Paradise Falls. Falls. Uh, Holy shit, I just got that. Yeah, Paradise Falls. It turns out Because the angels fell, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, from Paradise. Okay. There's a pregnant waitress at the diner, and it turns out her baby will be some sort of vague, not very well-defined uh, messiah when he's born. And God has decided he hates humanity, 
and is going to send an army of and is going to send darkness and an army of angels to dis- obliterate the species. Will will her child have the the JC initials? Because every messiah type character has those. What we, I don't know if you guys paid attention yeah. in English class. <laughs> you're, you know? you're John Connors. Yep. Yeah, they taught me a lot about Jim Casey's from from Grapes of Wrath. Whatever the Green Mile guy. English class, we learned a lot about John Connor (laughs) and the Terminator mythology. Now, my your assignment tonight is to read issues one through four of the Now Comics series, The Terminator. We'll work our way up to the Dark Horse comics. Shouldn't we be reading like Shakespeare and stuff? Get out of my class. Uh, It's basically the Terminator with angels. So there's a bunch of angels that are supposed to come and kill these people. They do it by Instead of a T-1000 taking the forms of people it kills, the angels inhabit the bodies of people and turn them into monsters. And this is, I believe, part of where the name Legion comes from. It's not just a legion of, you know, like an, uh, a brigade of angels. Sure. Legion in the New Testament. I, uh, I am Legion. I am Legion is kind of a demon made up of a collection of demonic things, and he possesses a body. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's the one that Christ casts out of someone's body. And uh, so writers, uh, or rather, uh, listeners, write in and cr- uh, correct me on this if I'm wrong. Although they do not originally come as a legion, originally they come uh, one, kung fu style, one, one at, at a time. time. Yeah, they, I keep speaking the same things as you. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, they they decide that the there's an army of angels. There's a group of nobodies at a diner. The best way to kill them is to inhabit the bodies of the frail and weak, such as an old lady, and then appear one at a time and randomly lash out, be shot to death with guns, and then come again another time. Yeah, not even uh, attack the person that they're meaning to attack first. They, That's uh, the, the pregnant chick. Yeah, they don't go for the pregnant woman. Who's probably one of the, the easier to... No. She's probably one of the either easier ones to take out. To Instead, honest. they want to creep out the diners, so they just attack everybody else one by one, and they, you know, they barricade the diner, and people, dr- and you know, it's armies of possessed people mm-hmm. walking up. And, and the movie does a pretty good job of the movie does a pretty good yes. job of just like of like surprising you as to who's going to be a demon, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? Uh, well, they, the first demon that we see, well, not the first. Well, they're not really demons; they're angels. But the first, well, let's call them demons. Let's okay. call them demons because it's, it's really stupid. Because if I keep saying angels in a bad way, um, I'll feel kind of bad about oh, okay. it. Okay. Well, the first That's demon because I'm super religious. <laughs> the, <laughs> the first demon we see uh, in a big way, an old lady. <laughs> oh, in a big way, he's well, no, busting out all over America. <laughs> because there's one, there's one in the first scene that takes over the body of an LAPD cop briefly, but like that doesn't really count. Uh, this an old lady drives. Why up. doesn't it count? Because it's LAPD or because it doesn't really do so anything interesting. Critique of their police force or a little bit. <laughs> okay. uh, the first this okay the second demon we see, but the first one that really is exciting at all. Sure is or and I use that term as loosely as possible. Uh, is an old lady and the I, the way I would do this scene. Okay. Old lady walks into the diner, unsuspecting. Start saying kind of off things. I mean, you're, you're suspecting because you saw her in the trailer acting like a demon. Well, this is assuming you didn't see the trailer, even though it was in every commercial. Okay. Uh, and you she and then suddenly she turns into a monster and attacks somebody. Attack okay. tries to attack the waitress. The waitress jumps back. Somebody else gets in the way and gets killed. And then the old lady gets killed. That's how I do it. Instead, here's how it happens. The most ominous possible shots of the old lady from above, from behind, from below, with scary music playing as she walks into the diner she asks for a raw steak 
And as she sits there looking at it, flies come out of somewhere and start land, flies are landing on the, the place, stake. Right? She talks to the waitress and says, your baby is going to burn in hell. The waitress is like, fuck you, lady. Yeah, she does a real Betty White on her, right? And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the waitress walks away. And, and you were cracking up because you love it when old people tar- start oh, talking sass oh, and shit. I, there's nothing funnier to me than an old lady like cursing or rapping. The only thing I guess funnier would be if like a, like a big scary biker walks up and then he starts talking about like art or like something delicate that you don't expect a biker to talk about yeah, well, how does he know about that stuff i mean that's basically the best humor there is <laughs> there's nothing funnier than that <laughs> the pinnacle and then the old lady yells at the Whoa. husband of the woman from uh gray's anatomy mm-hmm. and he goes hey like that's my wife you're talking to and she becomes a monster and attacks that guy yeah ripped Rips out his throat, basically. When the and at any point she could have just attacked the waitress and done her job right away. The angel who's the angel who wants to protect them hasn't even shown up yet. Yeah, it'd have been easy. But mm-hmm. that's around when the angel Paul Bentney shows up. He's got a car full of guns, and sure. uh, he takes a lead of this ragtag team. And, and he, he does this by coming out. Uh, they're all no, you know. Uh, what's the word? Uh, they're justifiably upset about what just happened. A monster attacked them. You know, and so they're you know waving guns at Paul Buttony's face. They don't know who this guy is. He he's in a cop car, but he doesn't look like a cop. And uh, Paul Buttony talks in completely cryptic uh, you know phrases. Grabs the gun away from Dennis Quaid. Points it at his head. Tyrese. Oh, we forgot that Tyrese Gibson is also in this movie. From Tyrese, Transformers. Yeah, he's he's holding a gun to Paul Bettany. And From then, Fast and Furious. <laughs> a swarm of I mean, uh, locusts is bearing down on him. he was in Baby them. Boy also. Yeah, yeah. And then... And, and, and Bettany, like, gives the gun back to Dennis Quaid after he had just had it at his forehead and turns away to get a bunch of guns out of the trunk to toss to everyone. Why doesn't Tyrese Gibson just, like, shoot him Because they're being cool. They're being yeah, cool. I guess. Like there's nothing, got- nothing that Paul Bettany has done or said has indicated that he is anything but a threat at this point. Paul Bettany doesn't explain what's going on until probably an hour into the hour and a, you know I don't know ten minutes into the movie, and up to that point everyone's been following his lead as wave after wave of the most incompetent angels in the world try to get into this. Well, or like, demons try I, to get into you know, this place. I can, I can give the the angel demons a little bit of credit initially because maybe they were like, look. We got we got as much time as we want to kill this baby. Let's mm. take our time and try and spook everybody out. Get them really scared Maybe. first. Uh, they didn't expect Paul Bettany to show up with a shitload of machine guns, mm-hmm. uh, which of course he does. He's like angel kryptonite. Yeah, yeah apparently bullets uh, kill. Well, it's one like the demons. The angel demons are taking over the bodies of people. Yeah, and when they do it, their heads like go all crazy, like in the Matrix. Yeah, they when, shake uh, around a lot. When, uh, when Agent Smith takes over a dude, guys, flashback uh, like a, to the nineteen seventies, a year okay. and a half ago, whenever Legion actually came out, and uh, or before Legion came out, sure. and I showed you <laughs> a the different trailer. world, <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever world it was, but I showed you the trailer online pre the Deepwater <laughs> Deep Horizon water. And you're, and you're, we all had mustaches. <laughs> yeah, yep. We wore completely different clothes. I was married. Sure. Wow. Dan was single. You I was th- I was like fourteen, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow the mayor of Cleveland. Yeah, and I had a baseball cap on backwards with a tuft of hair sticking out the mm-hmm. front and a Sling skateboard sh- slingshot out your back pocket. Sure. And I was urinating on a Ford logo. <laughs> 
to show your disapproval of Ford. I, I don't think it's a very good brand, frankly. I love the idea that you're always constantly pushing around a giant Ford logo so you can piss on it. I want to know how you got that such a, such a good arc to your uh, urine, too. Yeah. Like, I really... Uh, without anyway. without showing anybody I drink a lot of mercury. <laughs> it adds weight to my urine. <laughs> Makes it easier to, to plot the trajectory. No, but sure. the point was, like, you guys had not heard about the, this movie at that time. And I showed you the trailer online. Are you trying and, to show off? No, and you're, no, I'm just saying like your immediate reaction like, like, was... I'm a bigger Legion <laughs> fan than you because I knew about it before you did. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> My Le- Hipster Legion fan. Oh, God. Your immediate reaction was exactly what I hoped, which was uh, you just <laughs> looked at it and like, this is stupid. <laughs> and, I think and, we and, gave and, each other a lot of high fives and we're like <laughs> pumping our fists. Throughout the trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this led to one of the longest running... Flophouse uh, inside jokes <laughs> that has never happened on the podcast itself. Oh, that's right. Along with uh, along with seven pounds, <laughs> our the, Batman villain, the Batman villain, <laughs> who has completely uh, existed <laughs> off microphone. <laughs> Thank God. But uh, I don't know. He, he com- it's when we saw the movie Seven Pounds, we were so bored that we uh, invented this character who commits seven pounds related crimes. Yeah. <laughs> Batman, I've just stolen seven pounds. Those are the pound sterling, you know, in London. Oh, that's not a very big uh, crime. I don't usually... The seven-pound diamond is on display at the Gotham Museum. (laughs) Do you think seven pounds might try to steal it? Uh, And on and and on. It goes like that. It it was pretty hilarious, if I recall. Yeah. I mean, funnier than what we just did, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe seven pounds Are you saying what we just did was not as funny as, like, an old lady swearing and rapping, or...? (laughs) I'd put it in between swearing and rapping and, I don't know, some kind of anthropomorphic animal doing a break dance. <laughs> oh, or singing a Like a, a kangaroo popular. jack, say. Yeah. Like an anthropomorphic animal singing a song that, like, the parents of the kids who see the movie would remember from when they were young. Sure. But the point is, this, uh, the only... That second... reminds me, we gotta watch Marmaduke when it's on DVD. <laughs> anyway, sure. you're saying? Second only to Seven Pounds was the, uh... Is Jason Lee in that? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> was your reaction to the fact that uh, all the angels could get easily mowed down by machine guns in the Legion uh, trailer yeah. and indeed the Legion film? They are the weakest, most unintimidating angels. And it mainly one of us would interview the other about well, how to minute, kill angels. Know, if, if these angels are so weak, I mean, they got to be really smart or something, right? No, they're actually dumber than normal people. <laughs> okay. Are they really tall? Are they like superhumanly tall? Average height is about 5'3". Do they have claws on their hands? No. Of regular fingers? They're actually missing some fingers. Okay, can they, like, breathe fire or shoot lasers out of their they eyes? They have asthma and poor eyesight. <laughs> and so on and, and so forth. So, like, yeah, but you could probably stop them. You need, like, a magic bullet or something, right? No, no, no. Regular bullets. That does the job. Regular bullets actually cause more damage to them than if they were actual humans. <laughs> but they're super strong, right? Uh, no, the gravity of Earth is much higher than in heaven, so they're weaker than, uh, I don't know, a 14-year-old child. Oh, okay, I get But, like, they can jump really high. No, once again, they, they, they gave up their wings, and they've never had to use their legs, so they're not very good at jumping. I mean, and this was the joke, having not seen the film, but having seen the film, it's pretty accurate. So accurate. It's like an army of angels is going to attack us. They're just gonna, but they're basically zombies. So we'll just mow them down as they bump into things. Yeah, wave after wave it's of not angels only... from heaven <laughs> being killed by guns. It's and not then... just that they're that they're zombies because zombies would continue to go toward the heroes, but <laughs> yeah. most of them stand at the edge of vision to be shot at and uh, make pretty good targets. And for a zombie, the you'd characters. have to at least hit their brain. Whereas with the with these guys, 
you could be a glancing blow. Maybe they just heard a gun go off and, oh, and, by, and they die. Oh, and by the way, these, these angels somehow cannot breach the perimeter of a diner, of a desert diner. They yeah. can't come in through the um, the back the, door. The, the doors that no, they put they put a table in front of that door. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sturdy table. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, it's a diner level table. <laughs> That's old time craft. And windows that aren't boarded up or covered. Yeah, I mean they're made out of glass with the blinds drawn. Oh, by the way, it's also there's a plague of darkness on the earth while this is happening, so it's okay. nighttime. So if you were concerned about maybe uh, the special effects being really obvious, <laughs> no, not the case. It's way too dark to tell what's going on. You can't see anything. This is maybe the worst shot movie we've ever seen in this in this well, uh, the series. Well, plays with focus a lot, so most of the time, whatever's in the forefront of the shot is hyper-focus. Everything else is really blurry. It's, so you see, like, fingers, and that's about it. It's like John Frankenheimer, how he used to like to have a close-up in the, fr- in the front, like, right up to you and in the background there'd be like action going on behind except here what's in the front is really blurry and what's in the back is too dark to see so you just kind of can hear that something is happening (laughs) and as far as hearing you can't really tell because there's a lot of rock music going on (laughs) uh so ultimately should i say what happens in the movie ultimately uh this baby is born and then it turns out that once the baby is born the problem is not solved (laughs) this baby (laughs) this baby though by the way keep takes a lick in and keeps on ticking oh yeah where it's like in a car crash like well it's like thrown from a person's hands and someone dives perfect spiral perfect spiral (laughs) easy to catch yeah then it goes through a car crash it's not it has no like baby carrier (laughs) yes and then the archangel gabriel comes by the way that car crash would have killed all the angels if they'd been in that car (laughs) (laughs) i think just just be like smelling gasoline from the car crash would they'd be like oh i can't breathe uh, just hearing that there was a, hearing sure. there was a car crash somewhere they would die of anxiety <laughs> but uh they the archangel gabriel comes down and he uh, and he and michael have a paul bettany have a kind of brotherly relationship and uh, they're the kind of gay played, for each the guy other who played uh the guy who played gabriel if i recall dan i don't know the mm-hmm. guy's name and you do you, he, do you know his he, name? On Lost? He was he would play Kimi on Lost. But you don't know that. Oh, Kima name? from The Wire? Yeah, yeah I think it's Kima Griggs. Um, and he also played the Blob in X-Men Origins, uh, colon, Wolverine. <laughs> X-Men Origins? Origins. <laughs> you want to watch X-Men or wear a pair of jeans, I, I think. I'll take the jeans. Uh, I, mean, I don't know if I'd go with that. I mean, it's Wolverine. X-Men Origins. <laughs> <laughs> it's X Men oh, or jeans, comma Wolverine. Someone's asking him <laughs> that question. Colin, actually, if it was comma, it'd be a kind of strange. X Men or jeans, Wolverine. <laughs> now, if all right, so well, if Wolverine is given the choice of joining the X Men and wearing jeans, I think he should join the X Men. But if he if, always, if always, is getting, always, always wearing jeans, always wearing jeans. What is he gonna wear? Khakis? Can you imagine Wolverine's not gonna look too intimidating like, oh, in a pair really, of Dockers? He wears like cargo really, pants. Yeah, like really puffy cargo pants. Like he's going to a race. <laughs> Come on. I don't see that. Or like, maybe well, maybe I they'll mean, let him wear cut off jean shorts. Like biker he's got shorts. That samurai side, Jim. He can wear those kind of like those uh, kung fu, uh, like those puffy pants that they got. Yeah, I don't well, like see the ones it. that the guys wear when they go to raves. <laughs> no, or way into like, no, like a loose fitting sort of linen sort of thing. It's, it's kind of parachute pants that like Fred Rerun Barry used to wear. Sure, I was hoping or it'd be more like like running shorts or something because it allows a lot more <laughs> movement. Which you know, he's a pretty active. He's, member he, of the he's wearing those seven, 1970s basketball shorts that are really short. Sure. Sure, and with his body here, I think that's a bad choice. <laughs> yes. 
Anywho, uh, <laughs> but uh, he play. They have a an angry brother relationship, sure. and they fight a lot. And Gabriel, I guess, decides that it's time to stop dicking around and actually go kill this baby. And he is a powerhouse fighter. Mm-hmm. impervious to bullets <laughs> okay. he has a some kind of mechano mace that has lots of different metal like knives on it it's a mace with knives and it spins at one point so wait he's impervious to bullets how does everybody try to defeat him by shooting him okay, that's, and that's how it's a weird call paul bettany well, but I mean, playing an angel the film, tries been to a get... very good strategy <laughs> shooting the angels but this guy apparently sucked the power from all the other angels and stole it for himself uh, okay, and like uh he fights paul bettany for a while the people with the baby get away and then he attacks their car and then he, he kills Paul Bettany. If I if he I kills Paul Bettany with the spike, then then he does it uh, die hard uh, four style by uh, spiking himself and going through himself into the other guy. Come on, Die Hard Four, everyone! Uh, I never saw Die Hard Four. That's uh, live, live free, free or, or die, die hard. hard. I'm holding up for Die Hard twenty four seven. Sure, you know. that sounds like a movie. Um, that was they announced it somewhere. Is but, it a uh, crossover between uh, Die Hard and the Trancers franchise? With <laughs> yes, Jack Death, it is. Tim Thomerson. I would love to see John McClane and Jack Death. If there's some way to get Dollman in there, and they could fight Tim the demonic. Tim playing two roles? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Amazing. He would win an Oscar for that. For the dual role of... <laughs> uh, where were, oh, yeah, the so. The difficult part with trying to decide which clip to use for the Oscars one of the Jack Death clips <laughs> yes. or one of the Dollman clips. Oh, sure. if, well, you gotta use one of the clips where they're talking to each other. Because that's the real test <laughs> like of an Gollum, actor. Sure. Um, so, Gabriel's. The, the uh, waitress who gave birth to the baby and her boyfriend. Well, the kind of, guy who wants to be her boyfriend. The guy who wants her boyfriend. And Lucas, the, Lucas Black from uh, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> and yes, there's a lot of Fast and Furious actors in here because Tyrese was in number two. So okay, that's Too go. Fast, Too Furious, if mm-hmm. I recall. Sure. It is. Uh, For you. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't handle that much furiousness. Uh, While well, Paul Bettany is being killed by the angel, those people drive off. Uh the Archangel Gabriel goes after them. They manage to knock. They moment manage to divert him by hitting him in the face with a flare from a flare gun, which doesn't even explode. It just hits him in the nose. <laughs> the, he makes their car flip over. Baby is fine. Sure, and then attacks He's them. Immune to car flip over. And then attacks them on a mountain. Uh, and Paul Bettany flies back down from heaven. Okay, presumably. Or he's, well, been, yes. he's been he's, regenerated. Well, the sky opens and light comes out, and Paul Bettany, alive with wings on his back again, comes out. And apparently God has given him his job back because while Gabriel was following orders, Paul Bettany was doing what was right is basically what it mm-hmm. boils down to. And everything's okay except that they have to raise this kid now to be the leader who I guess will redeem mankind. Sure. And, and so they have the – the Terminator ending. Literally steal the ending from the Terminator where they are driving through the desert. Except they didn't have like a Mexican guy take anybody's picture. Right? No, that's true. And the baby's already born. She's well, just pregnant with John Connor. They're at the driving end the the de- through the desert. There's a bunch of guns in the back seat. There's uh, the, the, the voiceover about, you know, like... Oh, Why did something like this happen? Yeah. And, it's, uh, and it's the exact same. Yeah. It's the exact same voiceover from the very beginning of the movie. Yes. Because I don't know about you, but I... 
I normally forget what happens like five minutes before what I'm currently watching. <laughs> but the the voice I could have used more flashbacks, frankly. Oh, really? In Legion? Yeah. Do things earlier in the movie? Yeah, like uh, you were talking about a grandma. I totally forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 voiceover that's at the beginning and end of the movie it's very much like Days of Heaven in the way it uses voiceover to introduce the well, movie. Well, it's cyclical and and its lyricalness. Yes, and its lyrical visual quality. Uh, the it's like a Moebius strip constantly. <laughs> uh, the the French artist. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, like a like a Azarac comic strip. <laughs> the uh, the voiceover she says that when her she before her mother ran off this waitress uh, was told a story by her mother of a prophecy that. God would bring darkness on the world again and something about it and kill all people or something about a baby. <clears throat> and when she asked her mother why, her mother would say, I don't know. I guess God was just was just tired of the bullshit. <laughs> and yeah. uh, what I love is that where did the mom pick up this prophecy? <laughs> sure. It's incredibly accurate. Yeah. Where did she get it from? There's a lot of you talk know, it's about – it's an old folktale. <laughs> so, it's an old American folk legend. <laughs> prophecies in movies. Okay? I hate them. Yeah, okay. You were saying something about that. Why, why don't you like There it? is nothing I like le- – no, the, the thing I hate most in movies – is any time where they have a council of elders. The thing I hate the second most is anything where they say, but the prophecy tells of one such as this, or like, according to the prophecy, you are the one. Like, I don't know why in a fantasy movie things can't just happen. They have to be following a prophecy of some kind, you know. Sure. Why you've already got Paul Bettany coming down to tell them, Here's what's going to happen. I know it because I'm an angel. Why does he have to say there's a prophecy that says this is going to happen? He's there with God all the time. Like he can just know. He doesn't have to follow a prophet, you know. Yeah. It's just there's, stupid. there's I'm up in heaven, but I found this scroll someplace. Yeah, this yeah. magic scroll. It's also the it gives it, me 10 experience points <laughs> and information about the future. It's it's just a cheap plot device because things don't have to happen logically because you can just like why is this happening to us the prophecy tells that blo- there will be a time of great reckoning like it, it's you just say a prophecy foretold it and well, and also, it like, have to it, make it, sense it, it immediately lowers the stakes of anything I mean for instance if it's like a prophecy like about a chosen one suddenly it's not an interesting movie about a guy who has to make a choice to be a hero yeah. it's about a guy who is destined to be a hero yeah and there's nothing more boring than like a guy just like, well, I guess it's me. <laughs> That's interesting. See, the thing I like least in movies is when a character does something, like maybe throw a basketball or like shoot an apple off of somebody's head, <laughs> and then it cuts to <laughs> that character that again. Think, those are the two and things they, that characters do. And they, <laughs> and they pump their fist going, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's my least favorite thing Really? In That's your least favorite thing in yeah. movies? At that, I throw my popcorn up in the air and storm out. See, it's interesting. My favorite thing in movies is when... So I stormed out of uh, Batman and Robin like five times. <laughs> and you kept coming back. <laughs> you stormed out of... That's the thing. I stormed you, out and You my... stormed out of basketball and archery the movie. <laughs> I stormed out. It's and like, my, it was called "Pumped Over Basketball and Archery Skills." The movie. So I was leaving the movie theater, and my mom came chasing after me. And my mom's like, "Stuart, Stuart, you paid money to see this movie. <laughs> Batman is gonna fight uh, Mr. Freeze or something. You should totally check it out." And I was it's like, "Okay, be ice mom. To see you. Yeah, and I, <laughs> yeah. I went back. Everyone's was, gonna have to chill. Yeah, and I went back and saw it, and I kept leaving. You really, said when I bought that ticket. I signed a contract with this film that they yeah. would not do one thing. They broke that contract. They did. I was going to say one of I, my- I tried to take him to kids' court, actually. 
<laughs> Kids Court is not. A, yeah, not it's a, not Nickelodeon. Not a real court. I thought it was. I thought I could. I think it's a money. I thought out it was them. more like you broke my toy. That kind of case, you know. No, it was a. It was a case where you let down my hopes and expectations of Elliot and Robin. You know, the toy. That he's got to go after the big Hollywood studios. That's where the money is. Oh, I see. That's where Kids Court is going to award the I big damages. I wish that show had been much more real, and it was like, so, like it was a murder case, but he was under eighteen. So they send it to kids court and Nickelodeon sentenced him to like clean up his room you know <laughs> you know well, Judge Linda Ellerby sentenced him to you know sentence to- Macaulay Culkin's character from The Good Son <laughs> to community service helping his mom set the table sure I was gonna say I didn't want to be so negative so I was gonna say one of my favorite things in movies is when the villain the villain always has a sidekick in a movie, and at the end of the movie, the hero beats the villain in like a snowboard race or something, and the and the friend of the villain goes up to comfort him, and the villain pushes his friend away. <laughs> I love that, and it happens in so many movies from the from the eighties. Like when I was growing up, it was like, up, oh, don't even try to console him; he's too mad. He's just gonna push you that, away. That is great. What's 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 really great about it is it's. It's never like a normal like just shove away like it's like they're pushing him to the ground. Yes, like, the and then folding their folding their arms in defiance. <laughs> now, they refuse human warmth. The thing I like the most in a movie is when you have a hero who is clearly conflicted, covered in tattoos. Okay, he has access to a lot of machine guns and a trench coat of some kind. And <laughs> a all- trench coat of some kind. Yeah, of some kind, possibly sleeveless. Possibly it doesn't work. It's not required. And all the villains are going to be like magic or supernatural or something, but they're going to first appear like something very innocuous, something very innocent. Mm-hmm. In the case of Legion, uh, they managed yes. to accomplish this by having a foul mouth granny, and then later on, a dude in an ice cream truck. Ice cream salesman. Who would ever think an, immediately? Who yes. would have thought that an ice cream salesman could be a demon? What well, I like also is the ice cream salesman. He starts yelling at them, and his mouth elongates, and his arms and legs elongate, and then he starts loping towards them, and they just shoot him instantly. Yeah, Wait, it makes him like, a bigger target. It makes him a bigger target. Also, like it's way harder for him to run towards them when his arms and legs are like that. ungainly. Yeah, played by nerd favorite, beloved physical actor Doug Jones, who uh, was Abe Sapien in the. Uh, the Hellboy films and did a lot that of other... That makes him a nerd favorite. No, well, he's, he's just... I, I even, thought like a nerd favorite would have been a girl in a chainmail bikini. Yeah, I don't even think the Hellboy mo- movies are nerd favorites. Like Rona Mitra he's from known Doomsday. For, uh, he's known... I, I can't think of the other things, but he's known for like playing these very... Well, the, like the Nickelodeon cartoon oh, he Doug. Was, no, he was... Uh, he played <laughs> oh, the he was in Doug? He, he yeah, the, he played Doug. Was he, he played, the blue guy oh, or the yellow say. guy? No, he's the he pink guy. He played the fawn in Pan's Labyrinth like, and the guy with like eyeballs in his hands. He's like known for... Being a very physical performer who can do like good costume work, yeah, and he like Ron is Perlman given almost nothing to do here and shot almost okay. instantly. Well, but there's there's so many characters where yeah, where they overplay the you wouldn't expect to see one of these as a monster because there's like mm-hmm. the old lady ice cream salesman, little girl in a dress with a balloon, little boy with a bowl haircut, guy with a part with a birthday party hat on, mm-hmm. like they like. I'm surprised they didn't have any priests or like a soccer mom or like a or a soccer ball or like (laughs) that would have been crazy. You'd never think a soccer ball was a demon. No, how would it even attack you? It'd take you completely off guard. Someone yeah, like would have to kick it at you. I really like, like a the mom part of the or mo- someone in a wheelchair who gets up and runs after them. That would have been a good a one. Clown, you know. I like the Japanese tourist idea. Japanese That's a good tourist, one. or like an Eskimo, <laughs> <laughs> Frenchman with a baguette, <laughs> an astronaut, Irish cop. What's sure. all what this then? <laughs> 
I think oh, my I guess favorite... no, wait, would be nothing to see here. What's all this then as an English yeah, cop? Yeah. My favorite part. Move along now. Yeah. I also really like the tribesmen. movie when the uh, when the demons set up like an ambush for our favorite characters <laughs> by our taking characters. Which ones are those? Uh, you know, uh, Charles S. Dutton, TV's Rock, okay. and um, the ambush involves tying up a character that they captured earlier. Uh, on they, an upside down cross, they crucify him upside down. I don't know if you noticed the significance there, Dan, because mm. they turn the cross, which is an image of uh, you know Christ. You can explain good. to me after they the podcast. Flip it up. Okay, I'll explain later. Um, they turn him upside down, and then he's like all covered in boils. These and- huge pulsating boils that, as I described at the time, were of. Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job level of special effects. Yeah. They looked like they had been photoshopped on, you know. And so his wife is like, oh my God, he's alive. We should save him. She runs out there. Of course, as soon as she gets out there, the guy explodes in like acidic pus and melts Charles S. Dutton down to the spine. Literally you know? burns his back away so that you can see the spine and the back of his ribs through it. Which was pretty gross. And of course, Dennis Quaid is like, I can't believe I fell asleep when I was on guard duty. If I'd been awake, they might not have been able to set up this awesome trap. <laughs> I mean, as dumb as that was, though, I can't help but wish there was more of that in the movie because, as I said, more as craziness? We were, yeah, as I said while yeah. we were watching it, why are you going to make a movie? about angels attacking humanity and then just have a bunch of shooting happen. A bunch like, of shooting and a bunch of, like, crappy zombies. Like, yeah. it's like, why are you going to make a vampire movie and then make From Dust Till Dawn where all the vampires are basically zombies? Or or the Underworld movies where it's vampires versus werewolves if they shoot each other, you know? Sure. Why yeah, is I a mean, werewolf going to shoot a gun? Exactly. It's a These are supernatural creatures. Have something crazy and cool happen. Or like do a movie like Monster Squad and not have a scene at the end where all four monsters do a rap. <laughs> Wait, that happened? <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Oh, that would have been awesome. That'd be, that was disappointing. Like the movie is I over. Mean, there was a rap then, at the end of Monster Squad. The monsters didn't do it. Yeah, but. well, thanks. I want to see the monsters do it. <laughs> no, but it's, it definitely it feels like... Can the mummy rap in that movie? I mean, mummy is wrapped. No, zing. Man, that's the well. That's you know. That's why I do this podcast. He wanted to do a rap, but he was all tied up at the moment. (laughs) Sure. Uh, But yeah, it it is very disappointing that you have. You are literally what we are led to believe are the this legion of angels. Literally represents the wrath of God. The most. (laughs) powerful thing in the universe this is your power on an unimaginable scale there's nothing they can't do and yet the way they choose to fight is by walking around and getting shot at with guns like it's it's ridiculously unambitious yeah, and this brings up the one thing that i really wanted to talk about which is like the theological vision of this movie which is um you know it's it's firmly in like this judeo-christian uh infallible god tradition except for this god is apparently fallible because he's decided to kill all of humanity, and it's up to his one good angel to change his mind by having faith in, in humans. And as you pointed out, God already promised once, according to the Torah, yeah, that he wouldn't do this again. Like the, the flood story, is like at the end of that, it's like, okay, well, that was it. We, we, cleaned, we cleaned house. <laughs> I promise <laughs> I won't do this again. Every time you look at a rainbow, you'll yeah, remember yada, that. Yada, yada. But, Just uh, as long as you don't use the rainbow as a symbol for gay marriage. <laughs> oh, no, they did it. And then at the end of the movie, you know, to compound that, um, you know, they're going off with a bunch of guns to, uh, you know, safeguard against well, this is the, the idea that the God, God might change his mind again. Well, this is the kind of cool new, new like, 21st century theology that is like, this is, okay, it's Christianity, but with a lot of the Matrix thrown in. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, like, guns and uh, coolness and vague talk and things like that, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, like, trench coats and tattoos. Trench coats and tattoos. But yeah, the the movie is on very thin theological <laughs> ice in that. But it's also one of those. It's one of those things where it's like God wants to destroy humanity, so he's sending angels. But your son will be the new Messiah. Are we talking about the Trinity here? Yeah, like, like is this is Messiah Je- related to God? Is in some Jesus way, part or? of the Godhead? Like, what is that? You know, is because yeah. this kind of happened once. <laughs> Makers of the movie. I don't know if you realize, but according to the largest religion in the world, this happened. Something like this happened before where yeah, Messiah but, was born. Except for in this version, apparently God wants to kill his own <laughs> Messiah yeah. for reasons unexplained. And I we I cannot I do not remember any point where they explained why this kid was important. How his birth would change anything. Well, he's immune to car crashes, Ellie. <laughs> That's true. And also one of those things where it's like, God doesn't want this baby born. Now, he could use one one trillionth of one percent of one percent of his omnipotent power and cause a miscarriage. Yeah. Or just, you know, she wakes up and she wasn't, isn't pregnant and was never pregnant. Yeah. But instead, he or essentially... she decides to have an abortion. She's, she's, she's ambivalent about this kid anyway, yeah. so... She's already wants to have an abortion when the movie starts. Yeah. So all he has to do is let things take their natural course. I think she wants to have an course. adoption, Elliot. Oh, an adoption. I mean, though she is smoking while she's pregnant, which... <laughs> basically the same thing that's a no-no but it's a, it i i started to believe by the end of it that god really wanted to cull the ranks of his stupider angels so he gave them this bullshit mission to go stop yeah. this you know these kids and told paul bentney like listen can you just like i mean we're probably them? gonna get all the answers in legion 2 <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing right guys like with these big action franchises legion 2 gabriel's revenge the first one's to try and get us all pumped and then the second one's gonna Try and raise some more answers, uh, raise some more questions, I mean, and answer a few of those, but mainly set them all up for Legion 3. <laughs> like, going to answer some questions and ask a whole lot more. Hell yeah. Well, we've got some stuff to get through, so uh, oh, let's, let's skip to um, our final judgments on this movie. Final judgments. Is this a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, or a movie that you actually sort of liked in some way? Stuart? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with a bad, bad movie, mainly because... Uh, I was hoping it was going like for a big action movie. The end sequence was so dark and in like ill conceived. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't. It wasn't any fun, and it was weird. It was super slow for a movie that should have had more like explosions and scares. Yeah, I'm gonna say bad, bad too, because as stupid as it was, and how like dumb the theology was, and how dumb like the conception of it was, there was just a bunch of nothing in the middle where we learned about all the characters backstories but none of the characters backstories meant anything i was going to say good bad movie because for as stupid and poorly made as it is it was like silly but then you reminded me of all those scenes of characters talking about their backstories that are really dull so i'm gonna say (laughs) bad bad movie those were boring swayed you and what I love is also like in our in our normal lives i'm sure all three of us would love to watch a well-made movie about characters we care about you know, who have real problems, and they have to overcome them. But when you're watching a movie like this, it really gets in the way. All right, so now I'm going to read a little listener mail. we got some good letters this time. Letters. we got letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, letters. This... <laughs> do, do it one more time. <laughs> this <one's>... Letters. <laughs> God damn it. This one's from Alex Last <clears throat> Held. Uh, he has three questions. Okay. Is one is it possible to modify Dan's hook so he actually has to speak the words mournful sigh in a mournful way? I feel like we'd get more bang for our buck that way. Oh, maybe. How do you feel about that? I'd have to think about it. Do you want to try problem. it out like, real quick? 
Mournful sigh. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe every now and then just pepper it in. I, I, all right, I might I might just toss it in a little bit. That's that's not a bad idea. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch the order of two and three because I, I like I like two better. Well, but, uh, we never would have known. So <laughs> it's a little behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, no one cares. This about is the it. part that my brain said and my mouth said it too, but it didn't need to. Uh, number two, would you agree that 2010 will be the floppiest summer blockbuster year ever? Well, we kicked off the summer with Marmaduke. We already had the Squeakwool. Smurfs. Does I thought that, that was two thousand nine. Squeakwool came out in uh, December. Was that long ago? Yeah, I guess. It, I re, you know, uh, it the eight, so the A team came out. That was, that's came a out, big. That looks like crap. And it hasn't done critically very well. Karate, well. No, it hasn't done uh, financially very well. Yeah, no. it was beat by Karate Kid, which also looks terrible dumb. and strange because I don't think there's any karate in it. Well, there must be at some point. It's called no, but it's, I mean, it, I mean, he's in China. I don't think they. No, there's been some reviews pointing out that it's a kung fu. Technically, they don't have karate in China. The, well, that's the thing, and it's Jackie Chan. I mean, he's known for not. He's known for his hatred of karate. <laughs> well, they probably should have called it the Kung Fu Kid, which, frankly, is a better title. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but what else is coming out this summer? And then they wouldn't have to pay the makers of Karate Kid any uh, money. Yeah. Well, the film that I'm looking forward to the most is, of course, Piranha 3D. Piranha 3D, that's right. Sure, which I will legitimately enjoy. Uh, Prince of Persia already came out. That was a flop. That was a huge flop. Uh, I'm having trouble remembering what Oh, uh, Jonah Hex is coming out. That looks terrible. That looks awful. <laughs> uh, Sex in the City 2. That came out. This may be the floppiest summer ever. Yeah, there's been some pretty terrible-looking movies. <laughs> it's, it's Yeah, and last year was bad, and this year's worse. I'm very excited I mean, about I'm, it. I'm vaguely I'm excited about Inception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be okay. That could be Any okay. movie about dream crime someday. Well, th- at this point, I'll give Christopher Nolan the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you know, ahead of time. And yeah. I mean, the and same thing with Scott Pilgrim. Scott yeah. Pilgrim, Toy Story three should be good. Toy Story three. So there are three good movies, three possibly good movies coming out this summer. Yeah. All right. Uh, last Toy Story week, three. I'm excited about. Did, did that good. come out already? It no, comes yeah. out uh, on Friday. Twilight Eclipse comes oh. out as well, guys. Oh, there Twilight you go. Well, I think I'll probably go see Toy Story three. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Uh, lastly, he asks, has Elliot seen the newly restored version of 19, the 1927 classic silent film Metropolis with 25 minutes of never-before-seen footage found in a vault in Buenos Aires? Is it wrong to keep editing classics? And if not, when are we finally getting a CGI-enhanced re-release of The Magnificent Ambersons? I would say – I haven't seen it yet. Unfortunately, I missed it because uh, there have been some uh, – you know, I, I won't get into it, but there's been some family health things that have been going on. But uh, I, haven't, I didn't get to see it. But here's the thing. I saw like ten years ago when they released when Filmform had then the most recent up to date Metropolis. The problem with saying should we keep editing movies is that this is footage that was in the original cut. Yeah, it's not like a, and it was a lost new version. Of- yeah, and the other thing is that. The but wait, so wait, there's no like Jabba Hutt and <laughs> no Metropolis? George didn't go in and put an extra uh, music scene in. We're on first name basis now. <laughs> okay, uh, that's cool. Jabba doesn't call... Uh, Take one trip to Skywalker Ranch. <laughs> he doesn't call Rotwang the mad scientist my boogie, you know. But uh, I guess the thing what's a, is... What's a boogie? Uh, it means boy. Oh, really? Yeah, just like Bantha Pudu means Bantha fodder, and the jo- and the hoodies for Jedi Mind Tricks is Jedi Mind Tricks. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I it's think... Like, it's like French, you know, Le Blue Jeans, you know. <laughs> Yes, it's a cognate. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a imported word. Exactly. Yeah. But the the uh the thing about like if they found the lost footage from Magnificent Ambersons, 
they uh, I think would be yeah, well within be their power to to if to put it back in. I mean, the ending is lost forever, probably, and most of the other scenes. But if they found it, go right ahead. With Metropolis, it's not a matter of it's not like the Marauder cut where they would literally re-edited the movie, added a different soundtrack, colorized it. This is more in keeping with what German audiences saw at the film's premiere, because then it was cut down for American release and international release. It wasn't that it was a uh, you know that Lang had his cut in the studio. Wanted it different and blah blah blah. Anyway, but that's but I haven't seen it yet. All right. Well, since Stuart's eyes are glazing over, we'll move like, what on. are we fucking talking about? We'll talk about this that? later, I guess. You'll like this one b- better. Stuart. Is this? Oh wait, but sure. I will say, if you missed Metropolis, come see another Fritz Lang movie, Human Desire, July seventh at ninety two I Tribeca. I'll be showing it. Um, Stuart, you'll like this one because the title of the email is even better than Wild Things Four. This is from Joshua, last name withheld. He says, hey guys, the other day I listened to your podcast for the first time and spent the better part of the week listening to every episode because A, I have no social life, and B, I absolutely love your commentary. It's like 50 hours. (laughs) Anyone who references Big Sausage Pizza, Cruel Intentions 2, and the Emmanuel and Space series, while recommending Terror Vision for viewing, my favorite movie of all time, is a titan in my book. I have so many questions to ask that I will limit myself to just two. Number one, what other resources for bad movies do your gentlemen pursue? Any websites or other podcasts you can recommend for the bad movie lover? And two, could you perhaps spend just a few minutes talking about my favorite type of bad movie, The Gremlins Ripoff? I'm thinking Ghoulies, Munchies. Munchies, sure, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, uh... Yeah, those are those are some good. Uh... Well, I'd I'd recommend uh, the uh, I love bad movies zine from friend of the Flophouse, Xenia Yarosh. Hell yeah! For other bad movies. Yeah, Elliot and I have both contributed articles to uh, to that zine. Mm-hmm. I love bad movies. I'll repeat it again. You can uh, you can Google that. You can find it on Etsy, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I, I mystery science theater is obviously the classic. It's still uh, yeah. I mean, good, good you, you way to see it, him. You can get it watched instantly on Netflix these days. Yeah, and it's it's conceptually better than what we do. Yeah, right? because <laughs> you can actually watch the movie while listening to commentary rather than having to imagine the movie. Uh, I, I mean, think we've we've done these people a service by keeping them from seeing Legion. I guess that's true, but I imagine like hearing a synopsis, even when it's one of your like very cogent synopses like with all our interruptions it's it's like having a five-year-old tell you the story of the movie they saw last night weird he gives with one end takes away with the other right there (laughs) well just like god a backhanded compliment okay that's what they call Um, uh but the yeah i mean just look around there's so many bad movies you know just look around you mm -hmm. it's an it's a whole world to discover and explore (laughs) at your local library Wait, you can see movies? Like, oh, yeah, you can, I mean, can, most right? libraries do have movies. That's true. It's not John... Uh, Dan's not talking about a... Uh, You're not talking about, like, movies in book form, right? No, no. It's not like some future, some future library. <laughs> I went to the library because I said they had movies there? You had to read all the movies. Yeah, it's like I was, uh, I was driving cross-country, and I stopped by a, a gas station, and they had a books-on-tape section, and the big, like, the tagline for these books-on-tape were movies in your mind (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i guess that's i guess that's books yeah (laughs) (laughs) any thoughts on ghoulies and or munchies guys um ghoulies and or munchies i mean i really enjoyed munchies i don't remember it that well i was very i remember ghoulies better than munchies 
That's we, uh, now, the coming up the uh, coming up the shitter, right? That's the one. The fa- the poster famously has a ghoulie coming up out of a toilet, which I don't think ever actually happens in the movie. All right, which one? There's ha- very little of the little monsters and ghoulies. Which one in the on the v- VHS case has one of them, uh, you know, holding on to a lady's shapely leg? That's Munchies. That's Munchies. Okay. And now, which one has Harvey Corman? Wait, on the th- cover of the poster? Is that is that Ghoulies or Munchies? I don't remember him being in Ghoulies. Um, but I don't remember maybe, Munchies maybe that Maybe well. there's a third one that I'm trying to think of. Puppet Master? <laughs> yes. I'm Puppet Master's kind of like uh, Gremlins ripoff, but they use puppets. Yeah. Or Dollman versus the Demonic Toys. Sure. Which, similar. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Demonic Toys. I recently bought a... I went to a dollar store in Brooklyn, and they had a... They had uh, a action figure for one of the Puppet Master characters, the Leech Woman, ah. which is such a poorly conceived toy because, first of all, it's like it's a female action figure, so no boy's going to want it. <laughs> and what girl's going to want a crazy action figure of a woman with leeches shooting out of her mouth? <laughs> So surprisingly, it was uh, unsurprisingly it was still <laughs> it was still dollar? for sale and covered in dust. Mm. At that, I don't even think the money you spent on it. Oh, did you buy it? Of course. I don't think the money you spent <laughs> even made its way back to Full Moon Entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> which is too bad. Well, not at this point. I mean, like, the, <laughs> that must have been dissolved long ago. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, they made great movies like Mandroid and uh, Invisible, The Chronicles of Bobby Knight. Well, no, I wait, not Bobby Knight. Yeah, Chronicles of. Uh, Something uh, night. Anyway, you're saying. Um, what are you I, talking I, about? I think movies. That, oh, <laughs> movies in our minds. Yes. That's like that's like describing radio as books in your ears, like <laughs> or like video game, like like books as like video games you have to read. Like, yeah. It doesn't make sense. Non-interactive video games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that, I think we should skip over the um, the recommendations because we're running long on time. But I need to okay. get. I want to get to this. I don't have any last email well. because it is a uh, it is a treat, and that is uh, it's titled "Response to an M Bureau Email Post-its and Assumptions" from Victoria, last name withheld, and it says, "Well, well, well, just listen to the podcast today. I am actually the receptionist that your fellow Flophouse fanatic Martin Bureau was talking about. Weird. Didn't think I'd write back, huh?" <laughs> Just to clear up. Oh, some the one things. where he he left a post-it note. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and we talked he about assumed, last time. Ah, uh, yeah. The receptionist he assumed did not listen to the the podcast, and uh, she says, "One, it's I actually like do opera. have your podcast on my computer at home, and my boyfriend and I listen on occasion." <laughs> she's, she's you should make boyfriend. that regular. Yeah, Stuart. This is while the first ma- thing Stuart glommed onto. <laughs> boyfriend. Why oh, you make man. love? No longer Bark- interested. <laughs> Barking up the wrong tree, I guess. <laughs> I left the post-it on my desk because I wanted to share the link with other film friends of mine. Oh, However, nice. I'm a bit more of a gamer, so I listen to Radio Free Burrito, Will Wheaton's podcast, most of the time. I mean, come on, it's Next Generation and Will is cute. Yeah, he was the most hated character on Next Generation. I mean, he, he has become a geek I think I think you then, look a lot like Will Wheaton, Dan. Yeah, you're right. kind of like the Will Wheaton of the Flophouse. Mm-hmm. The most hated Would I be, character. Could I be Worf? And you can be Data. Oh my I would, God! That would be next awesome. Generation. I want right, to be human. What is love? Here's, oh, let's battle and stuff. Here, <laughs> here's where the email takes a dip, though, guys. In this next sentence, listen to this. Oh, good. Stuff. Plus, yeah. plus, I saw the pics of you three. Not really cutting it for me. Wow! Wow! Even Stewart Burn wrote in to insult our appearance. Rodent, wow. <laughs> what a bird. 
Um, well, there's a... There's... That's awesome. Uh, I actually do like your show. I agree with Martin that the ongoing homophobic rant towards short shorts on a werewolf was a big mud. Never happened. Did not happen. <laughs> Wait, yeah, didn't you go on some sort of homophobic rant? <laughs> Never. Yes, it that was Never. weird. That was weird. He hates homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, and Stuart and I have no problems with I them. know, that's the thing. No, one re- another reason why they love us and don't like Dan. Anyway, you're saying? Uh, two, I don't read Red Book or McCall. Those are my fa- mom's favorite magazines. Actually, <laughs> actually, those would be Red Book and Architectural Digest. I study Japanese at my desk when I have two minutes or After Effects. No, I don't have personal issues at home, Stuart. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember this, man. <laughs> Getting uh, a lot of heat. Yeah. She 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 goes. We have on. made our first flop anime. <laughs> <laughs> flop You're nemesis. Awesome. She goes on to describe herself a little bit more, but uh, I don't understand her references because they're all game related. So uh, uh, I'll check them out later and tell you whether or not they're valid. A lot of stuff about like Samus Aran. <laughs> sure, she's sort of a Samus Aran for uh, for the office, I suppose. I don't even know what that means. So uh, awesome, we have yeah. an enemy. No, we don't have, like, she likes the show, but uh, I think that Martin has an enemy. I think that we have become the go-between for the feud, which, sure. I, which, which has played out via the medium <clears throat> of podcast. Mm-hmm. That's uh, kind of weird. Exciting, though, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like... I the- wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more exciting than the movie we just watched. <laughs> yeah. I hope, we I, won't be there to witness it, though. I would, love, I would love this, this podcast to become a clearinghouse for people's attacks on each other. <laughs> Well, they're just, office politics. Yeah, yeah all, people who work with each other use it, writing into us to read insults yeah. to their coworkers. We just very slowly, you know, morph into a passive aggressive podcast. <laughs> I think it's more important though is that she also managed to insult us and burn us, which, mm-hmm. frankly, not cutting it. We're through three handsome guys. Yeah, I mean, we're all you know. We I'm, all I, have our, I'm not uh, gross. We all have our lady friends. We all have our audiences. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she she does she does seem to be holding Will Wheaton up as the pinnacle of handsome. That's true. So. Mm, good point. I don't I don't think I look like Will Wheaton, right, guys? No, none of us. I do. mean, Dan does maybe well, a little bit. Yeah, you're Dan sort does. Of a, you're sort of a young Josh Brolin. Young Josh Brolin. That's better than Worf, too. I'm sort of an old Mickey Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if she likes Next Generation so much, uh, people say I look kind of like Data, which is not a not an appealing. Not at name. all. You look, you look kind of like his name's Brent Spiner. Elliot, yeah. Elliot kind of looks like Odo. <laughs> That's the uh, hard, like Udo. That way, who, uh, who played Odo? Is it uh, you know not Renee right. Abergenau? Yeah, it, it is. Oh, okay. You got those really like weird him. cheekbones, like that guy does. And I do have chalk pale skin. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that we've uh, had our Odo. <laughs> Oh, we've had our egos trounced by some uh, yeah. semi-anonymous uh, listener. I don't I even know what her last name was. It was withheld. Mm-hmm. I, like forgot her, like her love. I forgot what she said, actually. So uh, I hope it wasn't anything too offensive. Guys, we should, uh, we should sign off. Sure. We should go say our prayers so that we don't get attacked by angels. Yeah. Sarah Prayers? Was that one of the characters from the movie? <laughs> All right. They call me Sarah Prayers. <laughs> I wish they had gotten that, but over when the characters' names, you know, like like Bob Redeemer, you know, sure, John T. Atlas, (laughs) John T. Atlas. Well, anyway, Uh, our names are Dan McCoy, Uh, Stuart Wellington, and Elliot Kalen. Good night, everyone. Or like, or like Christian Everyman, (laughs) (laughs) John Pilgrim. Yeah. (laughs) 
I thought it was vampires that couldn't cross running water. Alex. Well, it depends on who you talk to. Really, okay. so, a number of supernatural because, like, the headless horseman, sure, not a vampire, but a goblin. Well, a spirit of some kind. Sure, okay. I use goblin in a wider. I mean, he's sense. not like a red cap. No, he didn't. Doesn't help people get their bags from the curb to the airport. That's not the type of red cap I'm talking. <laughs> oh, about. what were you talking about then? Like a red cap. It's a. Uh, it's a type of like goblin or ogre that. It wears a red hat and devours travelers. Ah, I see. Why the red hat? Does he remember like the guardian angels? I don't quite know.